0: Episode 8. It's here. We got big time guest, Dalton Reisner, All-American Tackle from Kansas State. All-American football player, all-American guy, incredible human being. Got some great NFL stuff coming at you. Vontae Davis, retiring at halftime. (laughs) That was weird. Talking a little Hall of Fame, boycott. It's gonna be big time. A little bit of college football. And um, it's gonna be a lot of fun, guys. Hope you enjoy it. Episode eight. Let's do this thing. So this Jets game, we're not going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about this scumbag online, okay? First of all, shout out to Francis Wallace. We'll talk about the game later. This scumbag online has had a little bit to drink, and this guy, let me paint the picture for you. In line, 95 Mm -hmm. degrees, took about 30 minutes to park. Had about 30 beers as well. This other, yeah, yeah, no beers. We were stuck in traffic. It was just a, a disaster. It was a Greek tragedy. We're in line trying to get in the game. Got our tickets, then had to get back in another line to get into the stadium. Game's already started. Missed basically the whole first quarter. Missed basically the whole first quarter. Jets got a turnover, didn't score any points. And this whack-a-mole is taking this guy who he doesn't know. Who's on one of these, like, th- it's like these crutches. They got rid of crutches, but you're right, on, like, right. a little well, scooter
1: deal. He, right, he hurt. So he he broke his, uh, I was talking to the guy. So mm-hmm. uh, just to let you guys know, we are not in the wrong here. Right, no. So the guy broke his ankle, mm-hmm. I believe, and did something to his knee as well. Right. So they had him in one of those scooters that you put the one leg on, you roll, right. and you push with the other foot. Mm-hmm. And basically, the guys next to us, the huge um, scumbag that Billy's talking about, he...
2: He was he, using him as he, a, he was as using a pass. him
1: as a pass to cut the whole line, uh-huh. and he looks at us and he he goes, "Hey, won't you guys, you know, let this let this handicapped guy go?" And basically, we were co- we were cool letting the handicapped guy go. That no was problem. an issue. No problem. I even spoke to the handicapped guy. I helped him up a few steps. Mm-hmm. He, he loved me. His wife loved me. And this guy's for the next twenty minutes because we didn't let him go because the handicapped guy said he was okay and he didn't want to cut the line because he felt it was unfair. The super drunk scumbag decides for the next 17 minutes to try picking on he was doing 17 thing, year old kid he was
0: doing the thing where you kind of like you're talking about somebody loudly right. when they're standing there he was talking to his drunk buddy like my Could mom you?
1: if i was 17 if i was 17 i let a handicap go
0: my my mom would have would have killed me and listen man this guy was this guy was was a pre he was a poster child for someone you want to punch in the face he wanted us to snap so bad i know I know, and then I switched spots with my man Saturn right. and my man Francis. I'm like, yep. listen, guys, just, yeah. just go just, in front just of let me. him. Be. Let him Stand be. Stand right go. there. He clearly had too many um, twisted tees before heading into the yeah. heading into the stage. You know it's sad or, because or, or, or uh, the, red masque The first, the first thing that I thought drinking. about
1: was, wow, this is really a Jet fan. Like, this is really a Jet fan. It's I Sorry. didn't want to say it, but yo, no, yeah, it's right. Giant I've, fans I've, don't do that. I, we just. Love I'm B. sure there's some out there. Oh, there it is. What else, man? What else? What else? That guy was a
0: complete jerk face. I didn't like him. He he killed my whole mood. No, dude. I, well, I was kind of already disheveled because of how long it took of the, the park traffic and the, the heat traf- and I don't think the traffic was I'll tell you, I was fired absurd. up though when we left. When we left it was like overcast, like 72 degrees. I was like, "Okay, yeah. this is going to be awesome." Yep. From from the time we got in the car to getting to the stadium, it, the temperature raised about 35 degrees. The sun was beaming on my forehead, and there was no breeze. There was no overcast. I was wearing jeans. Yeah. I was that wearing jeans. Well, I thought I was gonna Rookie meet some mistake. important people. When you when you meet important people, you wanna look nice. That's true, but you're gonna meet those important people, and if you saw Joe Namath who would be hammered on the side, they'd be like, hey, <laughs> what are you doing with those <laughs> jeans on? It's way hot over there. Anyway, here. when we sat down, I was I was dying. I'm sure. I was I'm dying. Sure. And when you're up in those box seats, you're closer to you're the closer sun, to the sun. So it's and he rises. On you. He does rise. He indeed he does He rises. Rise. Speaking of rising. You know what uh, makes my blood pressure rise, Well, I already know what you're going to say. Tell me. Associating myself with the Jets. Um, yeah. because so how, was I was your, how was your experience? Tell the fans. Okay, here. I went into this with all-time high expectations. I had read Fireman Ed was firing up the crew, getting them ready to go. We had the J-E-T-S chance going. Which
1: you loved. which And you did, did, like participate did participate in it. I did
0: participate it. I liked it. It was good. But, um, just, I don't know how you do Jets and Mets, man. I, and I actually really don't know how people do Jets, Mets, Knicks. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. That's how why you I can only it. do
1: two. I can only do two. Like, that's why I associate myself with LeBron James.
0: Cause I was really trying to like I was going in there like Yo, I'm a Jets fan. Jets are gonna win. Um, so, and then they just came out and just inept. It it was like they literally took a te- the team from last week and like evaporated and right. became a new team into next week. Except well, see, defense. that's
1: that's where that's where um, the whole Jettism thing comes into play because. You know, consistent teams are the great teams. Right. You look at the Patriots, you know what they're going to come in every week and do. You look mm-hmm. at the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know that they're going to come in every week and be good. Right. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs as of late past few years, you know they're going to be good. The Jets need to get to that point where they where you know they're going to be good coming in every game. Hey, we saw one game, I was high on them, uh-huh. but I knew I I wasn't too high cuz I've learned my lesson in the past. I've had way too you many can, I've had way too many experiences. <laughs> the The first game was the first game I actually enjoyed watching as a Jet mm-hmm. because I, as a Jets fan because I was not um, mm-hmm. I was not stressed. Mm-hmm. But watching it this game, you can see I'm stressed. Right? No, because you saw it. you know
2: yeah.
1: Um, there was a bunch of key factors in this game for me that, that really destroyed their chances of winning. Everybody, uh-huh. you, we were there obviously, yeah. and um, so Sam Darnold threw that first half interception very early in the game, which was right to the guy. Oh. whatever rookie mistake mm-hmm. now um here's here here's a sequence of events that really that really did it for me
0: break it down for me will
1: all right so it late in this it's 20 nothing mm-hmm. getting ready for a halftime right and okay. we're, we're like all right let's go watch this drive let's mm-hmm. see what they could do let's see what they could put together they put together a great drive they did they get inside the 20 right it's Third third and long or whatever what, was it like 18 seconds or well, something yeah, like that? Yeah, they, they had one timeout left. Mm-hmm. And you remember, th- this is what no one is talking about, but you and I made a big deal about it at the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When uh, Sam Darnold, he threw a, I I don't know what it was, he rolled left and he found his receiver on the sideline mm-hmm. for a first down. And the receiver, I think it was Chris Herndon, the rookie. Yes, he tried he to went move. He tried to make a move and went <sighs> back in bounds instead of going out of bounds. Yep. And that cost the Jets their last timeout. Mm-hmm. So that play I think was the play of the game. Yes. Play of the game. Mm-hmm. Because now you look at these next two plays later on in the drive. Sam Darnold misses a wide open receiver in I the, in the you, corner of the end zone. I tell you there's somebody
0: within 10 yards of him. He is in the back right corner. He came out and he nobody. said that he
1: was trying that he was throwing the ball away and noticed him last second. I understand that. Uh-huh. But you missed him. Okay. Bottom line is you missed him. That's all I, that's all I'm focusing mm-hmm. on. So you had that. And then the very next play, you throw it in the middle of the field. Okay. I'm not going to get mad at it because after uh, watching it over again, I don't mind it. There was no one within five to seven he yards of him. He thought he get in. He thought he had a chance to get in, and he did. All he had to do was stick the ball out, and he did not. Mm-hmm. So now you have one. Instead of having three seconds left or one second left to be able to call a timeout, you have nothing.
0: Yeah, because no points, not even a field so goal.
1: So that, no points, not even a field goal. Now you come and get the ball in the second half,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which
1: is huge. You score points going in the half. You get the ball coming out of half. That's huge. They put together a drive. They put up six points. Mm-hmm. Miss the extra point, of course. Twenty-six. Mm-hmm. Now the Jets kick off. Very first play. Ryan Tannehill. Ball
0: slips out like a wet watermelon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Slips wow. out. A watermelon would be hard to throw anyway. Even Very hard to throw. Win. That.
1: It's exactly. <laughs> so slips out of his hand. Okay. Jets recover the ball. Okay. Very first play, you're inside the 20. Right. You have a chance to score. Right. Very first play, Sam Darnold throws an interception.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Those are the sequence of events. Terrell Pryor came out, and he did say when Sam Darnold throws the ball, he uh, he has a tendency of not looking at his receivers before he throws there. That's a right. great, great a good, a attribute problem. to have.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so Terrell Pryor didn't know that the ball was coming in, which is why he stopped his route. Therefore, interception, back at the end zone. Mm-hmm all the momentum in the world sucked out of the stadium yep. like you saw it like
0: it was just it was, it was it was bad for those of you who don't know Terrell Pryor did play quarterback in in college for those of he you did. who may not know but i mean the defense
1: didn't play awful you let right. 20 points uh-huh. you very easily I thought won the this defense game.
0: played great i thought i thought time after time they were they they spent a lot of time on the field mm-hmm. um but again that what it really comes down to is it wasn't the defense it was missed opportunities and but one thing that you that you have to look at is obviously Darnold got a lot more help i mean five turnovers you get a lot more help so Darnold uh last week versus this week so versus detroit in his 48 to 17 win 16 for 21 198 yards two touchdowns 82.9 qbr was one of the best in the league Versus Miami, 25 for 41. I didn't like that he had to throw the ball 41 times. I know that the playbook in the second half, you, you didn't really have an opportunity. It's very uncommon for Jets players. Absolutely. For, for the Jets offense to have that many pass plays mm-hmm. in a game. So 25 for 41, 334, one touchdown, two picks, 13.8 KBR. And Another thing that me and you talked about at the game was why didn't the Jets go tempo at all? Yeah, that's, that's one
1: thing, too, that the Jets have been famous for, absolutely famous for is not going tempo when it really matters. In that second half in the third quarter, I, I would be trying to go up tempo. You're down 20-6. Mm-hmm. to six. You're trying to gain a little bit of momentum back. That's how you get it back. For right? sure. Get a little bit going. But I do disagree with you uh, on the defensive side. Although they only allowed 20 points, they allowed Ryan Tannehill to run around like Emmett Smith. For sure. At the same play over and over again. It was. And then at the very end of the game, you're down by – it's a one-score game. Uh-huh. Third in, they, um, they cross midfield. They get in field goal range. Right, first down. Next two plays, you drive them back, uh, back to the fifty-yard line. They're well out of field goal range. Third mm-hmm. and nineteen, you still have the two-minute warning, and they throw a check down and You let the running backs run for a first down. Yeah, it was all that like right d- there is unacceptable.
0: Ryan Tannehill didn't come out here and sling it all over the yard. No, he's very he dink had, and dunk. I have it right kinda here. He, like, yeah, yeah one hundred sixty-eight yards mm-hmm. passing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so Jets will be in Cleveland on Thursday. And uh, your boy actually. So here's what I'm kind of fired up about. I had a terrible time at the Jets game because right, Billy had
1: a roller coaster day of gambling.
0: I signed on to, uh, signed on to my DraftKings, right. um, and I thought I put a unit, a unit? on the That's Jets. That's a hundred dollars
1: for people who don't know.
0: A unit on the Jets mm-hmm. winning, um, but I had actually by mistake put a unit on the Jets plus two in Cleveland. Which I'm still not that happy about. <laughs> but you know what? I haven't lost the money yet. Well, so. for the
1: first time in like forever, the Browns are a favorite. Which yeah. I can understand. Yeah. They, I can understand that. I will admittedly understand. Mm-hmm. Um, or I admittedly admire for sure. in a way. For you know sure. What I, mean? and the I Dolphins, just hope a show out, bro. Like The Browns haven't won a game in 631 days, whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's been a long time.
0: So it, I don't want to be the team to break that streak. For sure. No, you don't. You really don't. But it would be a Jets thing to do. Right. So we got uh, the Jets are going to Cleveland. And then we got the Dolphins, who, by the way... Are two and zero? Surprise. There's nothing, that's what just makes me mad. The Dolphins
1: are just there. They're no, there's nothing like you know. There's nothing o, flashy. Two two their head coach is kind of like Gase. Yeah, he, Gase. he's kind of a d d bag, I guess. Ryan Tannehill really is not impressive.
0: He's really not.
1: He is what he is. Yeah.
0: He is what he is. Uh, they're two and zero. They take on the Raiders on Sunday. So two teams, kind of, you know, not high expectations. Well, here's
1: something. Um, here's a team with. Who should have high expectations but are not living up Ooh, to it is the New York the, Giants. Knew
0: this was coming. The New York Giants. Uh, can I can I go first? Can I go first, please? Yeah, please, dude. Absolutely. We're a really bad football, You're a bad football team. Bad And team. you know what? I kind of think this is the inverse of the Bucks. Everyone's like, dude, the Bucks are going to be horrible. Why do we even think the Bucks are going to be good? Why are people saying that? The Bucks have given you no like they had a lot of hype coming into last year. Right. They're missing their quarterback. Week, yeah. So we were all like. Oh, they're already gonna be horrible and kinda casting them off. This year we already cast the Giants. Oh, they got Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham's back. They're gonna be good. They're gonna they're just automatically gonna be good. No. They're not. And I fell for it myself. The offensive line is horrible. First of all, I gotta shout out Sammy. She's a huge Cowboys fan. Got a ninety six on her first pharmaceutical. That's gotta be tough, dude. What? Having a Cowboys like a fan as a oh, Friday, oh, yeah. Fan. oh, Yeah, she was giving me the playbook. See, I got lucky. Mine wasn't
1: like all about well isn't all about football, uh-huh. so I got her to come on.
0: Okay, okay. Wasn't easy, but I got her too. Yeah, she's not going anywhere. Her uh, pops has the Dallas Cowboys old chairs in his garage. He's a big Cowboys guy. But despite five minutes, winning the possession battle by five minutes, 17 more plays on offense, you only managed to score 13 points and you only had three points until four minutes and 18 seconds left in the game. I mean, that's just, that ain't it. I'll leave the Eli drubbing to you, and he wasn't great, but let me just touch on the countless other issues that we have. We had 35 yards rushing, six sacks. This season, Sterling Shepard, who is supposed to have a breakout year, who's supposed to be the number two wide receiver. And you know what? I'm going to give you props. You were right. The Giants are missing that number two. They're
1: missing a number two receiver.
0: Sterling Shepard has eight receptions for 72 yards. We are ranked 27th in the league in rushing with 149 yards on 40 attempts. And we have more attempts than everyone else behind us. Chicago has 27 attempts, Detroit 33, Arizona 30, New Orleans 36.
1: Here's my thing with uh, with Sterling Shepard. I, w- I want to be clear. I'm not saying he's not a bad uh, – I'm not saying he's not a good receiver. Because mm-hmm. he is a good receiver. I loved him coming out of college. Right. I just don't see him as that receiver that's going to take the double team away from Odell Beckham Jr.
0: And if he is that guy, it'll be three years down the line. It's not yes. going to be right now.
1: Yes, but he's not right now. Exactly. No. He's not right now. My thing is – like you said, you had what thirty-five yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley had, Barkley had eleven carries for what twenty-five yards, mm-hmm. twenty-four yards. Something that's around pitiful, there, yeah, not good. Uh, Fourteen catches for eighty yards, which still averages le- less than five yards a, ca- uh, mm-hmm. a catch, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I'm not impressed by that at all either. He yeah. was he was Eli's rock in this game, mm-hmm. but it didn't work out for him. And, and here's my thing: it's fourth and inches. You have a you drafted a running back second overall, who weighs two hundred thirty pounds with the legs that are sh- as strong as a bull, and mm-hmm. you're gonna punt it. Yeah, what'd you draft him for? Use him.
0: I haven't. Uh, and and about on the Eli thing, his stat line wasn't great. He was thirty three for forty four with two seventy nine and a touchdown. But I mean, look at these. Look at everyone. He's not getting production anywhere else. And I understand. He, he We know what Eli is. He's not mobile. He he he's he's not a runner at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a horrible O line. You combine those two things. I mean,
1: they're not good. That's not. What I, it's you not, guys it's need not a new happen. quarterback.
0: You have an offensive line here. Your center has broken his ankle. He's done for the year. You've given up eight sacks uh, this game. Um, and it, it, it's, Look, it, uh, Tom,
1: you're not going to like this comparison, but Tom Brady play, plays very well with the battle line. He does. He's won Super Bowls with the battle he line. He does. Yeah,
2: he does. He,
1: he had the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history with the battle mm-hmm. line. And Tom Brady is not mobile. No. He is not
0: mobile. But you know what the thing with Edmo is? He'll have he'll have probably one or two plays towards the end of the season where he'll scramble out of the pocket and get 15 yards. So they kind of ex- expect it. Ex- yes, Yes. he'll make the play when he, when, it, when he has a chance. I agree. Eli will not. Eli though will he not. He made that one play, though, in the Super Bowl, which I'll cling on to for the rest of my life. But here's one thing that people are getting mixed mixed up, and I've been ripping Cowboys fans to this all year. That's a huge win, first of all, for the Cowboys. Huge a win. massive win.
1: But it wasn't even really anything exciting, except their first was drive or whatever. They had the, it was a boring had game. the deep
0: touchdown. But Dak Prescott, man, he got what he had to get done, done. 16 for 25, 160, one touchdown, uh, seven rushes for 45 yards. Um, but Dak Prescott doesn't get the credit he deserves. Entering the league in twenty in 2016, he had a 77.6 QBR, which was third in the NFL. Last year, he was fourth in the NFL with a 69.9 QBR. <laughs> um, so this guy's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback, and everybody likes to blame it on Dak. He doesn't have... A good offensive line. He does not have any premier wide receivers. He lost his Hall of Fame tight end this offseason. He has a bad coach. He has a toxic owner. And this guy just goes out there and he gets the job done. And I I don't understand why he doesn't get more respect around the league. I don't. It's because of his numbers.
1: What's wrong with his numbers? Because his numbers don't pop off the chart like you would. No, he's not a Pat Mahomes. And you just listed all the reasons. Exactly. But you just listed all the reasons why they do not. Why. why, why he doesn't get the re- the credit he deserves
0: he wins games and he's third and fourth in the league yeah he's a, he's a he's a good quarterback but I, his I, numbers I, don't
1: pop up, off pop up. i'm you're talking about like the 300 yards yes. a game yeah uh, i mean if touchdowns. i see a quarterback with 160 yards in a game i'm not i'm not like ooh yay
0: i'm saying I, i'm going to say i think he's a top 10 top 8 quarterback in the league yeah you're on drugs so man. why is he fourth and third in the nfl you got to get away from that man why? you got to get away from why? that why because sixteen twenty
1: one with one hundred sixty yards. That's little dinky passes, Billy. That's going to give but you. He's getting the job. That's going to give mobile. you the. He's, he's a, he getting guys, the job done.
0: Did he make the playoffs last year? His team was horrible. Did he make the playoffs last year? No, he didn't make the. Playoffs no, he did not. Last year, there are plenty of good quarterbacks that missed the playoffs.
1: The, he's not a top ten quarterback. I could I could go down the list and give you. Let's 10 do that better, next week. Let,
0: let's, let's. I'll do it right me. now.
1: I, I'm not prepared to do it right now. I will do it right now.
0: <laughs> no, because I'll look dumb. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Better, better, better. That's three. Um, Cam Newton. Better. Uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, I, I won't. I won't give you Cam Newton. I'll give you Matt Ryan. I won't give you Cam. You're not gonna give me Cam Newton. I will not give you're you. The, Cam you're Newton, the no. biggest Cam Newton guy I know. I don't think I'll give you Cam.
1: Okay, so Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. I'll give Matt Ryan. Ryan. Um, Big Ben. Would you give me Big Ben? Not this year. Not this year. He's
0: horrible this year. Okay. Um, Philip Rivers. I'll give. Jimmy.
1: I'll Garofalo, hesitantly better. give you.
0: I'm. Shut up. Carson Wentz. Yeah, stop. Car- Jimmy G. Stop. Stop, I, I, you can't even say that with a straight face Yes I can No you can't no, it's, Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback You're reaching than now Dak You're going to have trouble getting 10 You're just looking for me it's, If I had the list right
1: in front of me I'd be able to list them off right now Well you said you could Without it Carson Wentz you can add in there He's hurt this year Kirk so Cousins he Much better
0: he had, Dax had more playoff success But I'll give you Kirk Whatever Fine Have Kirk Dax had more playoff
1: success Yeah Yeah Yes. Alright right. yeah Whatever um, let's sean Watson better. I'll give him better after one year. Dak Prescott is a good quarterback, but he's
0: not top 10 in the league. He's at worst top 12. At worst. I'm not giving you Big Ben. I'm not giving I'm definitely not giving you Jimmy members. Garoppolo. I'm not giving you Carson Wentz either. Carson Wentz had one good year. He put it back I'm to that. I'm doing the thing. Why I'm are you doing, doing the thing? I no, don't thing. do it. Whatever. Do all I'm saying is I think he deserves a lot more credit than he than he than he deserves. If you're t- if you're if you're third in the NFL and fourth in the NFL and QBR and you your rookie and sophomore year, um, that's just that's 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 what I got for you. I'm not Philip Rivers is okay. Um, I just I, I, I can't get on board with you at that. While you're screwing around on your computer to pull up the QBR and try to prove me wrong, I don't care about uh, QBR. Tavon Austin had a big play, 64 yard touchdown. He kind of showed that he could be that guy. All right, go ahead. Rattle off ten quarterbacks better than Dak Prescott. I'm going to tell you yes or no for each one. Okay. Drew Brees. Yes. Philip Rivers. Uh, yes. Hesitant, but yes. Okay. Okay. Kirk Cousins. Yes. Matt. Stafford. No. No. I won't give you Kirk. You're out of your Kirk. mind if you think that. Fine. Cousins. I'll give you Kirk. Whatever. Stafford. Kirk. I'm not giving you Stafford. No. No. Jared Goff. Uh, yes. Yes. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I'll give you Goff. I'm not giving you Mahomes. He's played two games. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yep.
1: Uh. Alex Smith. No. Why? They're the he's same. Not. They are the same exact quarterback. Because he's not. They are the same exact quarterback. Mm, no. Matt Ryan, Tom Brady. I'll
0: give you Matt Ryan. I'll give you Tom Andrew Brady. Luck. I would take. I wouldn't take Andrew Luck over Dak Prescott. No shot. There you go, man. There's... That's
1: seven. Okay. Um, that's ha- Yeah. Russell that's Wilson better.
0: Russell, I'll give you Russell.
1: What if I said Eli? Just to. Mess I wouldn't. With your give, brain I wouldn't here. give you. I Jimmy G's better. Better. Deshaun Watson, I think, is
0: better. Alright, we'll agree to disagree. I can't I am not on board with you on this. I think Dak Prescott's a top ten quarterback. I'm sorry. Okay. I, and you're not gonna change it. But whatever. Dallas, impressive win. Dak, good job, despite having no one else on your team. Um so the NFC East, though, is at a little bit of a deadlock here. Dallas is one on one, Washington's one on one, Philly's one on one, and New York Giants are one two, but they're right in it. Like, you can bounce back. I'm not ready to sell ship on Eli yet. Um How about let's get let's um let's get in Devontae Davis here. Oh, Oh,
1: Vontae. Let's get into Vontae oh, Davis. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, I have never, Vontae Davis, I have never seen a person retire at halftime. And personally, I think his explanation is a bunch of BS. You want to know why? I'm so
0: glad you think that.
1: The dude, like, saw the writing on the wall and just know, like, he knows that the Bills suck, and he's just like, I'm getting the hell out of here. And
0: this isn't even like a like a, like a like a random nobody. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. He's a good player. He's a good he's player. Like, I think he's a 10-year vet. Here's my thing. Even if you truly, in in your in your heart of hearts, during the game, were like, I can't play the game anymore, my body's breaking down. Which I doubt was the you case. You can finish half of football.
1: Forget <laughs> you, that. You can forget that. Half.
0: forget that. If you truthfully don't think you can play another half of football, put your street clothes on, go on the sideline, <laughs> And cheer on your team. Yeah. Don't drive away from the stadium. And you can do this whole. Oh well, you know, I want to think. I want. I want. I'm so happy for the opportunity to play. No, you clearly don't care about your team, or the league, or have respect for your teammates to do that.
1: Vontae Davis is my finesser of 2018. Simply he's because. A loser of 2018. No, he's my finesser. He's he finessed everybody because he had a five million dollar contract guarantee if he made the starting roster. Uh-huh. And he did. He got his money's worth and he said, You know what, Buffalo? Y'all suck. And he's out.
0: But you know what's to he, he finessed him. He's you knew you were gonna suck coming in. You signed here as a free agent to come play for Buffalo. And he got his five mil Everybody guaranteed. knows was gonna suck. Whatever, man. Got his five it, He's mil a loser guaranteed. to me. He's a loser to me. To me. He's a loser. That's
1: fine. He's I'm not saying he's <sighs> not a loser. I'm just saying he finessed.
0: All right. Speaking of speaking <laughs> of speaking of losers, um oh. there are some bad teams in the NFL. Who right is
1: now? the biggest dumpster fire? so far in week 2.
0: I'm going with the Bills just cuz they're bad. Like they're just a bad team. Like I don't think I need to elaborate any further. Guys are retiring at halftime. Nathan Peterman's her her, her like her, 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 horrific. Um <laughs> and you just got you got blown out last week by the Ravens who lost this week by a lot of points.
1: My biggest dumpster fire team so far of 2018 is the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Let me hear it. By the way, it breaks my heart because I love Larry Fitzgerald. He's one of my know, favorite pros. I know, I love Fitz, but I do believe he got hurt, did he? He got hurt. Maybe. Okay, so here, ready for this? Yeah, let's hear through
1: it. two games, they have 243 yards passing. In two games? Two games. David Johnson, who I drafted first overall in my fantasy league. <sighs> got paid league, this year. He got paid, but through two games he has 85 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Not good. Um, They have 19 total first downs. Bad. And I believe the amount of first downs they've let up is like 54. Bad. Um, they didn't pass the fifty-yard line last game till the last minute of the game. Bad. And they're so bad. Like I'm all for like put Rosen in, but I was thinking about it the other day. They're so bad. Do you even play Rosen? Like, like do you disrespect? Like, Rosen do you like disrespect that? him like that and and um, hurt like have it hurt his confidence? Because you know he's gonna go out there and it's not gonna be pretty. That's gonna hurt his confidence. They're bad, man. They're so even their backup team. situation is the dumpster
0: fire. And even like like we didn't expect That's them to be do. good, but we didn't expect them to be like the bad. second worst they're, team in the league. They're bad like, bad. Like we didn't expect like oh they're bad bad? They're bad bad. We weren't expecting like with the second pick on the NFL draft. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals select. So, like, we weren't we weren't expecting that. But what I did was I kinda took all the teams that haven't won a game yet, including the Steelers who are one, O and one. Well or O one and real quick though,
1: speaking of the Steelers, they could be the dumpster fire team of twenty eighteen right now. For show, for show. I mean, this is a drama. There are
0: reports coming out that this that is a reality TV on. show. Hold that for a second, because we're gonna run down their schedule um, in a little in a little bit. So just hold on to that. But what I did was I I, I kind of came up with a really quick like motif. I don't know if I'm using that right. That's a college word, but I'm using it uh, of these teams. So I got Bills, worst in the league. Raiders, ownership is incompetent. Are they low on money? All the like, I don't know what they're like. Are they Oakland. rationing money? I don't know. It's another dumpster fire. I, I don't get it. Browns bad coach. Don't know how to. Oakland's win. gonna beat Miami this week though. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Bills got the Vikings. I'm sorry, I wasn't uh, reading that. And the Browns have the Jets, as we talked about before. Steelers, they got the. Bu- they're at the Bucks. They got a Blair roster, and you can't put this on Le'Veon because I don't think cause you're still getting because you're still getting production from. James Conner, so right. I'm not willing to say the reason you're 0-1-1 is because of Le'Veon Bell. If they got to, they got to win this game. You can't go. On oh, three. they're
1: go- they're going to win this game.
0: Okay, in in Tampa. In Tampa, they're going to win this game. Fitz no Fitz Magic over. They're going to win this game. Okay, fine. Texans, they got the Giants. They're talented. They got talent all over the field. I'm looking at you, Bill O'Brien. I'm looking at you. It's starting to look like I don't you might see be him out as a hot of guy. You really don't? No. I think there's too much on this roster for if he goes over three, over four, he's out of town. i don't, because okay. they
1: just uh, they gave him that. Bill O'Brien, you got to remember, he coached Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He knows quarterbacks, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. They gave him the chance to, d- to draft Deshaun Watson last year. Okay. Who looked like an absolute stud last year. Right. Until he got hurt. Uh huh. Now you're two games into this year. You want to see what he's like with Deshaun Watson throughout this year, and then I'd okay. give him next year. If next year nothing's coming, I'd say hot seat. Okay. But right now,
0: I, I'd hold off on that. Giants, offensive line, defense, and in lowercase, I have Eli. Because I'm not willing to jump <laughs> into it yet. I'm not willing to just throw Eli <laughs> under the bus like that. So I got Eli. I'm kind of looking at you, Eli. I'm looking at you Eli. out of the corner of my eye. Eli. I know I know Willie is shining a bright, bright spotlight and has a telescope on Eli, but I, I'm, I'm I'm. starting. Eli, I'm not. I'm not even, out. yeah, I'm not going to get into that again. Seahawks, uh, they got the Cowboys this week. There's just nobody left on that team. Like you got Earl Thomas and Russell Wilson, and I couldn't – and then like Seahawks are not a good team anymore. Not a good team, and Pete Carroll honestly is an overrated coach, in my opinion, I think.
1: He's a player's coach. That's why he gets a lot. Of, Definitely a player's you know? coach. Uh but who else is a Actually, player's hold coach? On. Mike Time Tomlin. Out. Time out. Let's <laughs> let's acknowledge what the Seahawks did here though. So Michael Kendricks. Okay. Who um is probably going to jail. Oh, he's one hundred percent going to jail <laughs> for um for insider, insider trading. He's facing like thirty six years uh-huh. or something like that. Very serious. Oh yeah. So the only he is suspended by the NFL, but the Mm -hmm. only reason why he is playing is because he's under appeal right now. So the Seahawks said, "Hey, might as well grab this linebacker who's actually decent at football for a few games." Did a good game last night. Did all right. Yeah, didn't have a bad game. A plus signing. So basically, the Seahawks are saying, "Come play with us until you go to jail for thirty-six
0: more years." Yeah. Yeah. No. Not a bad move though. Respect. No. Uh, I respect it more than playing someone who's a domestic abuser. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, you know, no one else is probably saying that, but yeah. I'll come out and say it right That's here. That's fine. I'm, I'll take I'm, inside I'm, traders over domestic abusers. That is, put it uh, down. Put, 10 put 10 that 10 10 down in the, as a fact right now. Hashtag. In, hashtag waiver, yep. wire, <laughs> waiver wire inside traders over domestic violence abusers. Yep. Inside <laughs> trader over domestic violence abusers. Cardinals, they got the Bears. I just got bad, bad. Bad, bad. Um, <laughs> and then Lions, Pats, Patricia. He's overrated. Patricia. Yeah. Uh, you know what Bill Simmons said it. He's got a laminated piece of paper for plays, but he's got a pencil in his ear. What is the thought process there? You can't draw on lamination. Hey, hey Patricia, you can't draw on laminated paper with a pencil. That's not how
1: it works. It isn't how it works.
0: So I didn't notice that. It's a good pickup. Yeah. What are you doing, man? Yeah, I, I, know. I can't take credit. Bill Simmons didn't notice it, but he pointed it out. So big story. The state of Florida is undefeated. Tampa Bay 2-0, Miami 2-0, Jacksonville 2-0. Who's the biggest story coming out Their of it? Bigger story, Ryan Fitz. Puh, 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 Patrick.
1: I'm telling you right now, don't fall for this Fitz magic. Oh, no, no. That's exactly that. what it is. We know It's that. Fitz magic. It's so easy,
0: though. It's a delusion. It's so easy. It's a delusion. 819 yards, 8 touchdowns, <laughs> 95.7 QBR, which is second in the league You're to, huge on QBR. Who's, who's, who's he second to? I have no idea. Nelson Aguilar. Who is one for one with nice. a, on the Philly special? Nice, nice, yeah. nice. He has an
1: 100 QBR.
0: Nice. So, no, dude. my
1: favorite highlight of uh, of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's career, which is a very long career, mm-hmm. he's a traveler, right? Was definitely this weekend when he rubbed beards with beards with his offensive lineman. You ready to? You ready that was my me, favorite highlight. You ready for me to make a
0: a comparison that's never been made? Yeah. And that we're gonna definitely make a graphic yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick has done what Jeremy Lin has done but he bottles it and breaks it back out a couple times. Like, he'll have, like, a, a, a five-week period where you're like, whoa, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then you're like, ah, no, he ah, sucks. nah he sucks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Again?
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick? That, that's true. This Dude, is true. Ryan he's Jeremy, Jeremy Lin, but, like, of the, of the with, football, with uh, a NFL. repeat.
0: He's like pie. It's repeating. Yeah. So, like, he's yeah. like 3.14 repeating. Yeah. Or whatever. You know. I, I see that, what you're that, saying. Kind of I get the analogy that you're yeah, trying to, yeah. But he's, he literally, he pops off, and then, eh, and then he pops off again. Yeah, yeah. Pops, pops off, off man. I'm but, with you. I'm just letting you know, don't buy into it. But then I've like a year before. and a half don't, or don't two years from it. now, be like, yo, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's due for... Or do you buy
1: into it because he went to Harvard?
0: I think, bro, I'm still part of the... like He, he probably like, remembers the whole pie thing. Yeah, he yeah. remembers no, that. No, he could probably r- r- rattle it off, yeah. no problem. How, Harvard stuff, um, big Harvard stuff. You know who I don't think is fool's gold, though? Who? My, my man, my Patrick... Mahomey, homie. homie. <laughs> Patrick, Mahomes Patrick Mahomes is the real freaking deal, he baby. Is, he is, You know I love QBR, 97.3 QBR. 32 for 28, 326. Six touchdowns this week. What? Their defense better get it together. Dude, they were up like, what are they up, like 21-7? And then, it, and then it was a rock 21-0, fight?
1: 21-0, then it was 21-21. Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes is real deal. Dude,
0: for, on the season, 10 touchdowns. That guy could throw you probably a 50 yards. You're heavy. I know. You know what I like this week, though? He got uh, Kelsey involved. I think Kelsey last week had one catch mm. for seven yards. This week, seven receptions, 109 yards. Watkins, six receptions, 100 yards. So he has three guys, three different guys that he's had have 100 yard games. Kelsey last this week had seven receptions, 109 yards. <laughs> Watkins had six, six receptions, 100 yards. Week before, Tyree Kill had seven receptions, 169 <laughs> yards. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it must be a hell of a lot of fun to be a wide receiver on his on his on his team.
1: Well, you know, man, he's got Big Red at the helm.
0: Uh huh. Teaching them the ways. Right. He learned
1: smart stuff. And can conservative you just let who people
0: who Big Red is? Who's Big Red? Andy Reid. Yeah. I'll yeah. Do- I honestly didn't know that. I'm not going to play you that not know that No, I didn't know it was Big Red. Where, where's the red? is he got red hair or something? Red no, head he something? wears red. Uh, so he like was he Big Green across. when he was in, a, was, he, was he Big Green in Philly? I'm not sure, but I know that people call him Big Red now. Okay, okay.
1: So okay. that's a good question. Kind of like Christmas. Yeah, a little bit. But anyway, he has Big Red at the helm. Okay. He learned the smart conservative stuff from Alex Smith. Like, hey, take this little 10-yard pass every once in a while. Yeah. You'll learn to like it. You'll learn what? to like it. But Pat Mahomes is just like, no, I want to throw 50 yards.
0: Wait, Alex Smith, Alex when Smith was is he, just like. When was he on the Alex Smith. Oh, are you saying from watching film of Alex Smith? No,
1: like learning from him last year.
0: Pat Mahomes wasn't drafted? <laughs> no, he was drafted last year. I'm tripping. Wow. So basically, they had, they, that's right. They had that much confidence in him to trade out. Alex. Right, okay, okay. Alex Smith. I'm, I'm tripping. I'm stupid. like Alex
1: Smith is like, hey, dude, trust me, take these little ten yard yeah. passes. It works. Like, doom. Yo, doom, But Pat, doom. don't listen to Alex Smith's play. Well, this, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, don't listen to Pat his is like, like right. yeah, sure, Alex, I'll take these, but <laughs> chugging yeah, the yards yeah, every once in a while. Yeah,
0: dude, I I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. On I'm Pat Pat so Williams. in. I'm so in. I just think that defense is is, is bad. That news. defense is that defense, defense is concerning to me. Making sure. I mean, Eric Berry's gonna come back. But see if you can bolster it somewhere. You know, I don't know where, but they definitely got to do something about it. Um, speaking of good defense, Jackson Jacksonville. Wow. Yeah. Jacksonville. Played the Pats, another game that I definitely unfortunately— the one of my fantasy team is I had their defense. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. You took them early, too. I remember that.
1: Yeah, because I, I, I knew my team wasn't going to turn out to be well, so I had to get some, like, joy in life.
0: Um, aside from the Jacksonville defense, though, first of all, they were extremely efficient. 10 of 14 on third down. That's yeah. incredible. That's the like Bortles effect though, because he's you got to cover Blake every. Blake Bortles inch of the field. had the best game of his career, without a doubt. And you know what? It was a two pronged thing. Bortles had a great game, and Jacksonville was like, you know what? We're not gonna do. We are not gonna Didn't be get, conservative. Yep, I was just about to say we that. We are not gonna. They do learned what we from did. last year. 100%. Doug
1: Marone, the baloney baloney sandwich eating machine, and you know said who we kinda, are not gonna be conservative. And you know
0: who kind of got the conservative? You know who kind of got conservative? Who, who who? Bill Belichick and the Pats. Yeah. Forty, I think they were on the forty-four yard line, fourth and inches. Were they conservative?
1: Bill. Or they? Could they just not get it? Because Jacksonville's defense is good. You think that he just good. didn't believe in his yeah. team? But okay. But I do know that the Patriots in two weeks are going to be a whole different team. Hundred percent. Because now they got Josh Gordon, dude. Browns, brownies, brownies, brownies. Browns. Like why? Why do you keep insisting? Like the Patriots are on that line <laughs> that everyone's like, oh my god, they're about to tip over. I wonder. They're on the downslope, but the Browns are like, hold up, wait a minute. Do you sec. want Josh
0: Gordon?
1: Do you want Josh Gordon? <laughs> can, I, can I give you Josh Gordon basically for free? Yeah. Because if he doesn't play for the Pats, Unreal. at least 10 games, they get the pick back. So
0: this, you know what I, you know what this does, though? I'm going to atone. I'm going to, this is like a, you know what, Bill Belichick? I'm not even mad at you anymore for trading away Jimmy Garoppolo for a pack of Skittles because you just got well Josh see, here's Gordon my for thing. a thing. Here's a my thing.
1: They traded Jimmy Garoppolo. The Patriots get it. Like, they get it. They're, they're like, whoa, Jimmy G, this kid's going to be good. So let's send him all the way to the West Coast on the other side of the country. Bye, Jim. Where we don't have to hear about him. Bye, Jim. We don't have to see him. Mm-hmm. Once every four years, we'll see him.
2: Yeah.
1: So let, th- let him go enjoy the NFC. But the Browns are like, who are we going to see that we can trade Josh Gordon to? Mm. Like, who, who who's already good that we can make better? That's basically what they're saying. God. It just makes me so mad because they were this close to being bad. But then the Browns are like, hey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think I'm doing something right here. The Browns trade
0: all their players to the Patriots and they're just good. So that's, we, ju- that's just that's that's on Hugh Jackson for bad coaching. Can we just real say, I don't think I don't think we stroked Blake Bortles ego, which deserves to be stroked right now. You want to stroke his ego? I want to stroke his ego a little bit. We're going to stroke 29 Blake Bortles ego. Tw- 29 of 45, 377 yards, 4 touchdowns, 95.0 QBR. Six rushes for thirty-five yards. He's always good for scrambling for two or three third and third and medium. He had a little B button action too. He did in the spin move a spin, I saw. But like it's such like
1: a, a quarterback spin move. Mm-hmm. You know, like a little like oh, yeah. two, three, four, five steps to slow down. Yeah, and then like a, a wide turn rotation. Turf goes flying. Yeah, a wide like yeah. wide rotation to spin. Yeah. Slow mo, just yeah. no one's
0: around him, so it looks cool. <laughs> Love he, it. He also got the ball to nine different receivers. Good for him, man. Speaking of which, Keenan Cole with what may be the catch of the year. I mean, that was insane. Yes. He did some acrobatic type deal. Yep. I can deal. do that. Make an inter- incredible play. But hats off to him, man. You got no Fournette. You don't really have that. Uh, nobody's come out in this wide receiving core and has been like, oh, I'm the dude on this wide receiving core. They haven't found that yet. I think that's the one thing they're really missing yeah. is the one dude to pop out. Uh, but Jacksonville, man, they're going to be a really good team this year. You know, it's weird
1: because they go up against the Giants. They, they don't have that stewed receiver that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And here I am thinking this is a below average offense. Now they're without Leonard Fournette, they don't have the stud receiver. They're playing the New England Patriots and they come out and they put up what? 31 on them. Yeah. And Blake they're Bortles like said, oh, said,
0: wow. like Bortles said, "Oh, Willie, you think we're mediocre? Watch this. Hold he heard my it. beer." He yeah. heard it. Yeah. I know. Hold my beer. Blake I got to see some more though before I'm beer. in. I am oh, yeah. not in yet.
1: I don't think I will ever be fully in on Blake Bortles. I will just always support Blake Bortles. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's, a like, like he's a he supportable dude. dude. He seems like he He's a supportable dude. I like this for me. I hate the way wears his hat? Well, listen, I for yeah. I hate it for dude. Blake Bortles. Um, I think this is huge. This is this game was so much bigger than what people realize. People just see the game. I see um, a team that said, "Hey, we paid this dude." People are gonna hate people. People show hate me. this dude, but we want him to show. We want him to show us and everyone else that he's able to play. He's able to li- live up to the money that we just paid him, mm-hmm. and we're gonna let him sling it around. Yeah. And he did, and he showed up. So mm-hmm. hats off to you, Blake Bortles.
0: Let's talk about this. Uh, we mentioned this earlier. I'm worried about the Steelers. And I just want to kind of roll down their schedule. They have a really tough schedule. I want to roll down their schedule and kind of go win or loss. So we got Browns, they tied. Chiefs, they lost. Here we go. Here we go. At the Bucks, Win. You got to win? Okay. I got a loss, question mark. I don't think the Bucks have given us any reason to think we'll <coughs> lose that game, but we'll see.
1: They, they haven't, but um, I just think the way the NFL works, the Steelers are going to win this game. All this drama going around, they're going to be like, you know what, we're going to win.
0: Okay. Respect. Then you got the Ravens coming into Heinz Field. I have no idea what's gonna happen there. You don't know what you're gonna get out of Joe Flacco. Uh, then you got the Falcons coming into Heinz. That's a loss. Yeah. That's a loss. You're going to the Bengals. They're pretty good this year. The Bengals look good. Um I, I chalked that up to a loss in Cincinnati. Browns, I'm gonna say win. Win at home versus the Browns. Uh, and then you got at the Ravens. Another question mark. Then here's where we here we get here's where we get going. Panthers. I got them losing the Panthers at home. Jags in Jacksonville. I got them losing to the Jags in Jacksonville. At the Broncos, who the hell knows what's gonna happen? Um, chime in if you if you if you like. Well,
1: see, here's my thing. I don't like this stuff because I believe it's so far sports. In the future. Yes, and I believe st- anything can happen in this time period. But I also believe that sports is based this not solely, but momentum has such a big part in any sport. hundred percent. So if I see the Steelers like win two games in a row, it's gonna be like. Okay,
0: you know what? They're gonna get rolling. Mm-hmm. So things could change. Okay, but I will say this is a tough schedule. Just to finish it out, then you're at the Raiders. You got the Pats coming in. You're at the Saints. Then you're at the Bengals. So I'm saying it's it, the a their division looks better than we thought. It, there are some tough games in here. So Absolutely. you know, with the drama going on, they need to figure some stuff out. Um, real quick, I wanted to hit on this as well. Um, Everybody's kind of kind of asking for Mayfield. I don't think the Browns' struggles are Tyrod's fault. Tyrod won nine games with that Bills roster last year. Um, you know, so I think that we need to eat, hit the brakes on, uh, on on Tyrod and let's get Mayfield in there, but we'll see what happens.
1: Um, just wrapping up the NFL, a little bit of side notes for you guys. Carson Wentz is back. He will be starting for the Eagles week three. Mm-hmm. Um, Vikings and Packers tied. Bad kickers dude, were just all on, over dude. the NFL. Like, on, they were dude. everywhere. Um, oh, Jets, uh, Vikings who cut their guy, the Browns who cut their guy. Mm-hmm. So bad kickers said we're all in this together. Um, then we had... We have fantasy, actually. Just a quick update on our fantasy team. Are you happy or sad? Because I'm miserable.
0: I'm happy. I had a huge <laughs> b- bounce-back win. I was against my barber, Alfonso. Um... I had some big performers, Cam Newton with 27, Gurley with 32, Diggs with 35, Kelsey with 29, so I uh, had a good day there. The only thing I'm really struggling with is I got Philip Lindsay on the bench and Sammy Watkins on the bench, giving me 12 and 19. I really like what I see out of Philip Lindsay and I like what I see out of Sammy Watkins, so I got to kind of figure out if I'm going to move him or what, but um, yeah, I feel a lot better. Uh, Kelsey kind of screwed me last week with one point. I lost by like three points last week, so I think, um, I think I'm think i in good shape, but <laughs> let's, uh, talk, let's talk about you. I mean, for me, it's all miserable.
1: First okay. of all, Derrick Henry, I just dropped today. Really? Yep. Okay. Um, picked up the dude from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. forget his name, but he's their new running back. Mm-hmm. Picked him up. David Johnson, who was my first overall pick. Um, yeah, not good out of him so far. Like okay. I mentioned earlier, 85 total yards. Uh, I dropped the Saints defense. They mm-hmm. were my backup defense. Mm-hmm. I picked up the Jets defense and replaced them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also dropped DJ Moore on the Panthers and picked up Keenan Cole. Okay. Or, uh, Keelan Cole from the Jaguars. Okay. So <laughs> and, and um I believe I made one well, more move today. And I'm trying to remember. You were who. active on the on the waiver. Yes. Today. I. Oh, by the way, my kicker is also hurt. So yeah. There's that.
0: Arizona Zerline, right? Yeah. Uh, Zerline from the Rams. He's out for like three or four weeks too. Yep. Um, my kicker got hurt in so warm-ups. Before we kind of get into. Uh, this Hall of Fame thing, I just wanted to say, if you guys didn't know, Frank Gore is now the fourth leading rusher in NFL history, passing Curtis Martin. He's behind Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, Emmitt Smith. He's one of those guys that will be a Hall of Famer that, you know, you're kind of like, wow, I can't believe he's a Hall of Famer. Here we go. This is the big segment of the week, guys. And Willie, let me prompt you really quickly on what happened. I'm just going to give everybody the background, and then we kind of talk about it. Let me tell you the background here. The NFL sent a letter to Roger Goodell and the NFLPA and the Hall of Fame president said Hall of Famers will not attend the Hall of Fame ceremony until they receive health insurance and annual salary that includes a share of league re- revenue. This letter was sent by Eric Dickerson, who is the chairman of the Hall of Fame board. It was signed by a bunch of players, just to give you some some of them that are there. Marcus Allen, Jim Jim Brown, you know, Joe Namath, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, LT, Kurt Warner, Bruce Smith, Marshall Falk, um, and uh, it says, quote, To build this game, we sacrificed our bodies. In many cases, and despite the fact that we were led to believe otherwise, we sacrificed our minds as well. We believe we deserve more. We write to demand two things, health insurance and annual salary for all Hall of Famers. That includes a share of league revenue. He continued to say, quote, When the league enshrines us as great players to play America's most popular sport, they gave us a gold jacket, a bust, and a ring. That was it. You have now been prompted on the situation. Look more into it if you want. I'm sorry, but this at pure face value, reading this article, I was absolutely disgusted. I was absolutely disgusted. And this is why. You talk about risk, okay? And here's what I'll give you. The NFL is flawed for not announcing the risk with CTE and how bad it was. And and that, that was wrong. I 100% ag- uh, agree with that. And if you wanted to argue for healthcare universally around the NFL, I could get on board with that. That's something I could get on board with. The problem is you're asking for it for only Hall of Famers, not players who have played 10 years, not the people who blocked for you, not the people who (laughs) caught your passes, not those people. I will say, though, full full disclosure, that Eric Dickerson did say that he wanted it for the entire league. So I can almost get on board with that if that's what you want to talk about. Let's also not act like all you got was a ring, a bust, and a jacket. The NFL gave you a platform where you could meet people, make connections, be on commercials, pay your bills, travel the world. You're playing a game. A game where you get paid millions of dollars to play a game. It is a game. Some things that made me really upset about it is 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 you need to look at other things, other professions that are like this. So the average NFL career is 3.3 years. A Pro Bowl career is 11.7 years. Union workers who sacrifice their life to build this country take on massive risks, climbing on top of buildings being in uh, dangerous environments, you need to work 30 years and be 55 years of age to collect your pension. A full pension after 30 years of service is 70 to 75 percent of your salary and the base salary in New Jersey for a general labor worker is $35,117. That does not include health benefits. The average NFL salary is 2.1 million. This is your average Joe NFL player. The Nobel Peace Prize winner in 2009 got $1.4 million and the last thing that I'll that I'll touch on in this I'm sorry I'm going on a little bit of a rant because it, it just made me disgusted is the average retirement pay of an army Navy Air Force or marine service member you need to be tw- uh, 20 years of, of active duty service you don't hear coal miners complaining about their health benefits that they don't receive doctors nurses financial advisors asking for any type of pension it's absolutely ridiculous you can go ahead. I I I've talked for a while. Just just go ahead. Is did I cover it all? Yeah. I, I ju- it's it's just disgusting. And uh, I am sorry. Well, I, man, this
1: is your platform to get it out. And and, so, and, and like, I guess
0: I, it just it's it, it though the last thing I'll say is is another way they're trying to kind of couch it was the NFL makes so much money. Well, you know what? You don't see Microsoft developers saying, "Hey, Microsoft makes a lot of money. What? I should get, I should get, that's not how it works, man. It's not. Take advantage of your platform. Save your money. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to hear about you wanting, you wanting a full pension. It's just, it's just, it's just disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. I'm done with that. Um, But do you have anything you want to say about that real quick? You pretty much hit the nail on the head, my friend. I appreciate that. I, I did my research. <laughs> I if you, if you see that. I, I want to shout out two people. That Shout out to Giuseppe D'Ambrosio from the union. He uh, filled me in on that information. Um, and, uh, well, the internet. So those are my two shots. We're going to get into college football a little bit
1: and just want to keep you guys on notice here. Um, After college football, we will have All-American tackle from Kansas State, Dalton uh, Dalton Reisner, join us. That's going to be an awesome interview. Like Billy mentioned earlier, he's an All-American guy, man, like just as good as it gets. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. Real quick, college football covering a few games of the weekend. Better than I expected.
0: For sure. I kind of looked at the lineup and I was like, "Ah, LSU-Auburn looks good, that's about it but former, it, it turned yeah, out well. right
1: former uh former hung up guest called freaking Tracy
0: he kicked it to the uprights kicked it to the uprights is there a question on if he's athletic anymore i don't know i don't think there is i, I mean know. the guy's a freaking dude um what stood out for me in this game besides the kick which was awesome auburn is non explosive this season they only have two plays over 30 plus yards which is not going to which is mm-hmm. not going to get the job done also it was mentioned during the broadcast joe burrow was not right but still made the plays he needed to make down the line. Um, I like
1: that LSU. They look like they're a team.
0: Dude, they're rallying behind Coach O one hundred and ten percent. One hundred and ten percent. They were uh they had ten more minutes of possession and won the turnover battle by two. It was surprising Damn. they only won by a field goal. Um Ole Miss Bama. Wait can I get one more thing? Yeah one more thing? Yeah. LSU has a re- this is their real test. On October 13th, they play Georgia at home. On the 20th, they play Mississippi State at home. And then November 3rd, they have Bama at home. Well, p- Alright, so put it this way. They, they've already had two real tests.
1: Miami, whether you like it or not, Miami and um and Auburn. Two real tests. They came out on top for both. You're going back to back to back, two playoff teams right. in three weeks. Very tough. So um so Ole Miss, Bama. This game to me, so we just we've uh the big thing was Ole Miss always gives Alabama a hard time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very true. But people are forgetting. Alabama. That during the time, Alabama was they were they were balanced. Right. Right. They were balanced with Ole Miss. They they had the defense. They they didn't have an offense. Right. They were mm-hmm. they were just. Yeah. They were doing the like we talk about the old Alabama game plan. Uh, just run you over till you can't take it anymore. Yeah. But people are forgetting now. Alabama has a playmaker in Tua Tungo Viola. Uh, Tungo Viola. Ooh, did I get that? Yeah, I think it. Viola.
0: It sounded you sounded confident too. I like. Right.
1: It. I, I did. So Ole Miss comes out blazing with Mm -hmm. a 75-yard touchdown pass. 11 seconds into the game. Now, I want you to remember this number. 75-yard touchdown pass, first play of the game. Then they never stood a chance. They went 7-22 passing, horrific, for 133 yards. 75 yards of that came on the first play. Alabama literally shut them down. It wasn't even wasn't even close.
0: I never thought it was going to be a close game. I thought it was going to be like sixty two to twenty one or sixty two to twenty eight, and they just it did uh, nope. nope, 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 no shot. So that's about all I got to say about that. TCU versus Ohio State. It was in Arlington. I you know what? I'm gonna kind of label this as a as a neutral site with the Ohio State fans. They travel really well. Yeah, crazy. The things that stood out to me was. Bosa dominates a football game. Dominates. He played for ten minutes and he had five tackles, one sack, and a tackle for loss. And he was Sticks just it out, dude. He's he's, <laughs> he's 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 a step away from a sack on every on every pass attempt. But I will say TCU is awesome, man. The kickoff reverse pass was a big thing. It was it was if it worked, it would have been right back in the game. Had a couple of, of blunders, but they got a real they got a really really good team, and I think they proved that Ohio State is a beatable team. Um, it, a big t- they're uh, TCU's a Big Twelve team. Rushed for two hundred three put up 511 yards, um, and despite being minus three in the turnover battle, they were in the game the entire way. So, um, Haskins
1: showed up too big time. 24-38, 344, two touchdowns. Showed up in a big way. So, honestly, I'm calling it now Haskins is going to go in the first round in the near future. Okay. Um, FSU, what, two different teams here. Two different games, two different teams, Florida State and Rutgers. Bad. I mean, Florida State, disgusting. But, Rutgers, I'm going to go off for a second here. Go ahead, man. As bad as it gets. Embarrassing, pitiful, disgraceful.
0: (sighs) There's no way. You
1: have some of the best high school football here in New Jersey. And you wonder why you can't keep the players in? You lost to Kansas. Kansas. Not Ohio State. Not Penn State. Not Michigan. Kansas. You know what? (laughs) 55-14.
0: They don't take care of their guys at home. They'll offer Florida guys before they offer New Jersey guys. They had 120. They had 124 I mean, yards passing. They're ter. They're they are bad. terrible. Oh, they, they are, bad bad. They bad. They bad bad. They suck suck. <laughs> they nah, suck, that's suck. embarrassing, man. I mean, you're a Big Ten team. I, 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 that's pitiful. Like it, yeah. it's just disgusting. There's no team in the country you should lose to like that. No. That's an FCS score. You should, especially a team do you, that doesn't win games. There's just no period. way.
1: There's no way that this team is gonna is gonna be able to move forward.
0: They should be, they that should be in the That needs program needs
1: a whole Remake. new – Yeah, a whole – like from the ground up. Mm-hmm.
0: Because – And they won't do it. I'm sorry. The players, not very good. The coaches suck. Terrible. Except Marquise Watson. I'm sorry that he's associated with that. Yeah. I love him to death. I, I really do. But I do not think Chris Ash was qualified no for in, the job in the no first place. No one in place. New Jersey is
1: going to take them seriously anymore. It's just how
0: it is. I don't think any, anybody has for a while. But after this <sighs> – and I want them to be good too, because I want to root for them. I do. I really, really do. And it, they just—they just, they just don't put know how to keep people in any. state. They, it, don't. they
1: don't. They don't know. Well, because they how offer
0: them late, and they offer Florida yeah. guys, and no Florida guys coming to Piscataway, New Jersey. It's just right. not going to happen. I'm sorry.
1: Um, Wisconsin lost to BYU, the
0: Mormons, when they were 23 point favorites at home. Come on, That's dude. Come on. Anyway, here we go. I'm gonna get to this interview with Dalton Reisner right now. Um so, here we go, Dalton Reisner. All right, Dalton, pre- first of all, first and foremost, really appreciate you taking the time to come on here, um, all the way from Kansas. Um, how you doing over there, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Just got, uh, just got out of practice, got some homework done,
1: and uh, been looking forward to being on the, uh, the podcast with you guys for a while, man. Thanks for having me. Dalton, awesome. We're so happy to have you, man. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, how's things out in Kansas?
3: You know things out in Kansas are going well, man. You know, just doing football practice here for Kansas State football, and uh, you know I'm in my fifth season here, uh, three-year captain for the team, and uh, you know busy with school like always. But uh, in the heat of the heat of the season, just finished up non-conference play and headed into uh, headed into Big Twelve play this week. So you can imagine uh, it's, it's been pretty busy around
0: here. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, so what I wanted to ask you first and foremost, so you guys have this hashtag Kansas State E M A W. What what is that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right man, so EMAW, I, whenever I was a recruit, I always wanna know what it was. Yeah. Had no idea, was always wondering like what does that mean, man? Is that email or what is it what does it mean? But you pronounce it emaw and it means every man a wildcat. So uh
1: Wow, I like has, that. Okay. Has, hashtag hashtag emaw for everything that you say pretty much saying like
3: you know every man a wildcat we're wildcats at heart everyone we know is wildcats and uh that's kind of how things are out here in manhattan kansas for for anyone that hasn't visited out here you uh you bleed purple the the slide at sonic's purple you know the uh you
2: know the roads are purple bill snyder owns the highway it's uh it's it's either purple
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're definitely tweeting that afterwards no we're team kansas state now
2: (laughs) we're team kansas
1: state now um so dalton you're from Colorado. Did you always want to? Did you always want to um, play college football and go to Kansas State, or how did that did that just come with the recruiting process?
3: Man, I, I didn't always want to go to Kansas State University. I'm gonna be honest. It's kind of a cool story. Uh, I'm the first person from my uh, from my school, Wiggins, Colorado, one A football, two uh, A basketball. Really small
1: town. You, you know, played, played for your dad time. in high school, right? I played for my father. Yeah, Mitchell Reiser is my father. Uh, my, my dad.
3: No, we all we moved there. Whenever I was like four or five years old, um, I was actually born out in Branson, Missouri. But once we got to Wiggins, Colorado, um, you know, I have four brothers, and my dad. There was no Pee Wee football program, so my dad started the Pee Wee football program, uh, coached all of us boys, and uh, worked us up. And once we graduated from Pee Wees. Uh, Lisa's older three boys anyways he moved on to be the middle school coach once the uh, two older brothers got through middle school and I was in eighth grade dad petitioned to be the high school football coach and got the job so he worked all the way up with all five uh, four of my brothers five of us boys uh, and he coached my two older brothers through high school me my younger brother caison and my younger brother Shelton's a junior in high school now so um, yeah I mean it was a, it was a football family man um, a football town you know everyone farms the town shuts down on Friday night you know there's a hundred or two 200 people there, which is pretty cool, and they're all farmers in their overalls who got done working in the field, come to watch some uh, some Wiggins football, and you know, like you said, and my whole life, a dream of mine was to play uh, Division One football and play in the NFL, so. Um, being the first kid from my school to go play true division one football and, and not have to walk on and actually get some scholarship offers. You know, I could probably talk to you all for, you know, 30 or 40 minutes about, um, the whole journey and how much hard work it t- took and dedication and sacrifice, but it really did pay off. And, um, it was funny. I was uh, getting recruited by Oregon university and, um, online coach uh, called Steve Greatwood. Uh, I talked to him quite a bit in the recruiting process and, um, he told me to watch his bowl game. Uh, told me to watch the upcoming bowl game. So I watched the bowl game it was a fiesta bowl oregon was playing some team I with ne- uh purple cats on their helmets right? yeah I, was like, I said who are these guys oregon uh ran back to touchdown
0: the very first Yon barter i remember that yeah
3: I said, who is kansas state man these guys are not good and uh, <laughs> I find, out. I find out that's where i ended up and that's been my home the last five years so it's pretty uh,
0: funny how uh, things work out that way that's awesome that's awesome well the, to flip this around i guess the 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 young kid from wiggins colorado had a big time matchup uh two weeks ago you went up against montez sweat out of uh mississippi state i watched the film i thought, I thought you had an excellent game uh can you just tell us how you know you 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 prepared for that week what is it like to have a matchup what do you think about it like oh i'm going up against a guy that's um, yeah, you know, going up ha- against a dude. Yeah, going up against a dude. I mean, do you prepare any differently? Just kind of give some insight into how you approach big-time matchups like that.
3: Yeah, you know, first off, i got to give a lot of credit to Montez. Uh, what an extremely good player. I'm sure that um, everyone in the nation will see him go in the first round. I've uh, been against a lot of athletes in, in my time here at Kansas State, and he was one of the more talented guys. He's six about 6'8", uh, long and lengthy, so a lot of credit to him, and not to say that I got him all game, because he got me sometimes, too. Uh, you know, that's how great players uh, go against each other in great games. You're both going to get each other, but it's all about who can win that battle, who can win that battle more times than the other guys, so uh, a lot of credit to him, but when it comes to pre- preparing for that game, man, Um, I I prepare like crazy for every single game that I'm going against. I don't care if I'm going against uh, an FCS team that might not have as good of a defensive end or if I'm going against Montez Sweat from Mississippi State, Uh, but I won't lie to you, going into a game like that, you realize the stakes, right? I'm a fifth-year senior, um, you know, uh, uh, hopefully a potential NFL talent, uh, going against a guy that is for sure NFL talent, and, you know, going into a game like that, it's something that I was aware of, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I probably hit the film a little bit harder, and I probably out at practice every time I got tired or every time I felt like caving in. You know, I thought about the guy that I was going to go against, so um, I prepared like crazy, just like I do for every game, and uh, that and that that starts with you know waking up every day and, and doing everything right, uh, watching film, more film than ever, watching what he does on pass plays, on run plays, uh, does he take plays off, what kind of inside move does he have, what are what are his top three pass moves that he has, and, and just really getting into the film, man, and then practicing my butt off, making sure that I know the reads, and making sure that I'm okay with the defense. That way, when I get out to the game, you know, I'm not worried about where to go, I'm not worried about my steps, I'm not worried about the call, I can focus on my matchup with the, with the defensive end, so uh,
1: it, was a, it was a good game, and uh, you know, they came out on top, but it was a good matchup between no, me and Switch. No such thing as pressure if you know what
0: you're doing, man. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I guess my follow-up to that is um, who are some of the best players that you've gone against? I mean, you said Montez is up there. Who else sure. are the guys that really stick stick out as some of those talented guys? I mean, you got, you're got you in a talented league. Uh, Kansas State is not one of those schools that take patty-cake uh, teams <clears throat> early. You guys challenge yourself at a conference. Who are some of those other guys that I guess you um, – that uh, you know were really good players. I-, I guess one that would stick out in my head that uh, is awesome from the Big Twelve was Carl Joseph from West Virginia. He was awesome. Um, just who else in that? Who else sticks out? I guess yeah you know there's a ton of good players man if i'm going all the way back to redshirt freshman
3: year um i was center that year and uh i had a tough game man week two was against louisiana tech a guy by the name of vernon butler he went in the first round overall the north carolina panthers and uh he had been killing it in the nfl and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna
2: say too much about my performance but let's just say vernon got the best I was a
3: 19-year-old boy going against a 23-year-old man, Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was a a tough one. I think Vernon Butler will haunt me in my dreams, and I hope that uh, someday I can get back up to the uh, level that he's at, and I can prove to him that uh, I've grown up a little bit, man. But no, he's a a great football player. And then uh, there was a guy from uh, Oklahoma University uh, with the last name like Orna Wakpo, and he was uh, last year. I think that he ended up getting drafted. Um, Extremely good speed rusher and pass rusher. I've went against a lot of guys, and, and all my time in college football, before Sweat, that guy gave me the best look when it came to pass rush off the edge speed, everything, man. Mm-hmm. That guy that guy had me scared. Not scared, you know, but he was one of those guys that had me on my toes you yeah. know, every time he lined up on the edge. So I have a lot of respect for him. And I could probably go on and on and, and talk about a guy from each school, but Vernon Butler and then Orna Wakpo and then Montez Sweat have probably been three of the, the top caliber guys that I've went against in my career.
0: I hear you. And I'm mean, this is my last question for, uh, until I let Willie dive in a little bit. Can you uh, give us, what is your mentality that you approach uh, as an offensive lineman? I love I love talking about offensive linemen, um, yeah. So, jazz. Yeah, t-
1: real quick, as a former quarterback, I appreciate y'all more than ever. So. <laughs> more than anybody else out there, believe me, I appreciate you. And
0: Dawn, if you were on my team, probably would have taken out for a steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what is like? What is like your? Uh, what's your mentality? How do you approach the game? How do you approach the film room? Uh, you kind of gave us a little look into that. But what is? Uh, what do you? What do you? Uh, what are you about? Well, here's the deal, man. Offensive linemen, uh, it's, no,
3: it's no secret, right? We're not the most talented guys on the football team. Uh, we're, we're not on every single team. There's some crazy athletic offensive linemen, but I'm an offensive lineman myself, and I'll argue it to the end of the day. We're not the most talented guys on the football field. But what I can tell you about the offensive line is out of all the positions in football, Special teams, defense, offense. It is one of the most physically demanding positions on the football field. Amen. Football is a contact sport. It's a physical sport. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to offensive <clears> line <throat> and it comes to preparation, and I'm talking knowing every every single play that we have can change with the, the slight movement of a defensive front. Whether they're in an even front, an odd front, a middle front, they move from a one-tech to a three-tech or they stem their DNs in, that changes everything for the offensive line. we got to redirect. Um, we got to go to different places. We got to go to different linebackers. We might not even have the same guy. So I feel like it's the most physically demanding uh, position on the field, and it's one of the most mentally challenging positions on the field. Yeah, we might not be put in that position where we have to catch that game-winning touchdown or throw that game-winning touchdown or make that sack. But when it comes to being a consistent unit, it's one of the most consistent units on the field. So you know, whenever I dive into being an offensive lineman, I take a lot of pride. I take a lot of pride in that. You know, I'm aware that I'm not going to score the touchdowns, and I'm probably not going to get all the love but I'm fully aware of what it takes to be a good offensive lineman. And I have a lot of room to grow. I've been a part of five offensive lines, you know, here at Kansas State. And um, I just feel like, you know, I I take a lot of pride in knowing how much it takes to be a quality offensive lineman. And and that's not just showing up to practice every day and showing up to the the game with a meathead approach. You know, a lot of people think these offensive linemen are just guys that have no brains and they just hit people. Because I tell you what, if you're one of those guys, um, that's great, but you, you're not going to be able to play because you're, you're going to have to be pretty smart to play offensive lines. So I think there's a lot that comes that goes into it, but like I've said several times, I take a lot of pride in it just because I know how much how much it takes to be a good offensive
1: lineman. Hey, man, it all starts with the O-line no matter what. It mm-hmm. all starts with yeah. the O-line. Um, so, Dalton, look, man, you've played, you're your fifth year now. You've played past, uh, what, three or four years. Um, your whole career at Kansas State, in what aspect of your game or your life even – uh, do you feel you've improved, they're growing the most? You know,
3: man, I think that um, coming from a small school, uh, a 1A football team, coming to Kansas State, you know, I don't tell very many people, but I, I wanted to quit Week 2 up here at K-State. I, wow. just, uh, I wasn't the biggest, I wasn't the strongest anymore. No one cared who Dalton Reisner was. I wasn't the man on campus. Um, back in Wiggins, Colorado, I was the biggest, I was the strongest i was the the guy going to play division one football everyone you know praised me you know i was just the guy right i got to kansas state and i wasn't huge wake-up call a huge wake-up call i wasn't used to it man i i'm gonna be honest you know, I, I was raised off hard work, raised in a, in a very, you know, tough family with a tough father, tough mom. And uh, I worked hard, but I didn't know what hard work was until I showed up to Kansas State. And I don't think, I think there's a lot of kids in college football nowadays that still don't know what hard work is. And I think that they have to go to university like Kansas State to to understand what it is like. So that was a huge wake-up call for me. So I think that the, the way that I've grown as a man and as a football player since day one, that's been the biggest growth that I've seen. Just being able to to handle pressure, handle toughness toughness, handle the hard work, handle school, handle problems with your family, handle problems with the girlfriend, whatever it is, you know, we're all college kids. You know, a lot of people forget that, you know, 18 to 23 years old is usually the age that kids are playing college ball. And, you know, that's still a kid, man. You know, we're dealing with a lot of stuff and, um, you know, between school and football and then everything going on, everything else going on in your life. I think that that's a, a lot to handle. So I just think that from day one, you know, not being able to handle all that and just kind of breaking down underneath all that pressure and needed my parents, uh, you know, fast forward five years later, you know, being able to handle that on my own and be a grown man about it and balance that, those pressures and, and, and uh, handle all that kind of stuff. I think I've grown a, a lot. Of.
0: Okay. Okay. And what about, uh, so when you showed up to Kansas State, the one staple that there is about Kansas State, can you tell us a little bit about uh, about Coach Bill Snyder, 78 years old, 211 wins. Just tell us what it's like to be part of, uh, to, to learn and, and um, you know, kind of, not hit your wagon, but have a man like that in your life. Can you just kind of give us some insight into that? I was able to uh, learn from Coach Beamer, which was incredible, and, uh, you know, they're kind of cut from the same cloth, I guess.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, I think Coach Snyder, along with Coach Beamer, like you said, uh, some of the uh, very few coaches that are still around today that were, um, you know, Raised off of hard work, and you know that's something that they really uh, you know care about a lot, and that they pride themselves in, and they pride their programs in. So I, you know, showing up to Kansas State it wasn't easy, and it wasn't easy playing for Coach Snyder, and it still isn't easy. You know, as a coach that demands respect, demands discipline, demands consistency, um, never, never will ever get complacent, never will will let you think that you're good enough, and uh, that's why he's a great coach, that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, I see so many guys, uh, fellas, you know, come to Kansas State with four or five star talent, and um, they don't end up making it because they have a sense of entitlement or, you know, <laughs> a, one, a, a one star. I don't, I'm don't. i not even, you know, I don't even know who it is. I'm just saying there's a lot of kids that come in that have talent, but are too entitled and, and, and are too stubborn to be able to be a part of the program and buy into what bill snyder does and and it's it's upsetting because you know if we could get guys like that to buy in i feel like it'd be huge for our program um you know what i'm talking about by buy-in is is little things like you walk into our football complex which our football complex is our locker room our you know our Training room, our you know study rooms, the meeting rooms, all that stuff. You walk in there with a hat or earrings on, it's taken immediately. You should see Coach Snyder's office. He's got about a hundred hats over the past twenty years, a a, a box full of earrings and jewelry and necklaces, and you don't ever get them back. Like that man, straight business. That man will snatch them right off you. And he's just straight business. You know, we're in a suit and tie on Tuesdays for media. We get out of class. we got to get fully dressed in a suit and tie just to do a couple interviews. Um, we'll be at home games. You know, we go to the hotel. No one sees us because we're on a bus getting uh, escorted by the police. On and off the bus straight to our rooms, and we're still in full suit and tie. So just little things like that, man. Um, he demands the little things and demands discipline and respect. But, you know, I think that's why he's such a great coach.
1: Dalton, now um, saying the whole suit and tie thing, I don't know if you saw – this past week, the Redskins' o line showing up to practice on Business Friday and in a suit. But can we be expecting that from you guys at Kansas State at all? Yes, you can, man. <laughs> we, uh, we, you can definitely expect that from us, bro. We're going to
3: Morgantown this weekend, and uh, you can guarantee that not only the offensive line, but all of us, we're going to be uh, we're going to be in the uh, the full suits, ready to get going. But I won't say that we're going to show up to
1: practice. that way, man. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see that or no? I heard about it, but I, I can't say that I actually saw it. I know a couple of guys on the team were talking about it, but I respect that. That's for sure. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, All right, here, real quick, I'm not trying to get you to throw anybody under the bus here, but who's the who's the craziest smack talker that you've ever, or trash talker that you've ever faced? If you don't want to say, don't say. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't because you're too big. I figured you would just laugh. <laughs> I figured you'd just laugh it off, but but who is there anybody or any anything that has been said that comes to mind? Two, one, pe- one person and one and one school. The person, Baker Mayfield, for sure. Um, I, I had the pleasure of going
3: to two Big 12 media days with Baker Mayfield and um, had the pleasure of playing him two or three years. And uh, he just, man, when you go out there with the captains or on the sidelines, he was just the biggest trash-talking. There you know, with warm-ups. Like, he just, man, oh, my gosh. I'm not going to say anything other than that. But, you know, that dude was a competitor and a great football player, but that man had a mouth on him, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> And then Kansas football, um, Kansas football, uh, <laughs> and like you said, I can't say too much, man. But I'm just gonna say Kansas football. They they definitely know how to. Uh, they definitely know how to talk smack, man. That's for sure. I hey, feel like you're a, definitely. Hey, they're not. getting after it this
0: year, Kansas football. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just no saying. Comment. No, no comment. <laughs> 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 I feel like
1: I feel like you're not a big trash talker, though. I feel like on the field, like you're just you kind of shrug everything Let's, off. Let's be honest, man, it depends on the game. There are some games where I feel like I get
3: off the field and the other team is like – that was the biggest jerk I've ever played <laughs> in my entire life. And then some games, we're leaving the field, and guys are giving me hugs, saying "Best of luck, man." I got to make sure I follow you on Twitter. So it's just <laughs> nice. if you make me mad, or I get
0: a penalty, or if something goes wrong, don't expect to be my friend. It's not going to be going well. <laughs> Listen, so I appreciate. It. We love talking about sports, but I wanted to get an opportunity to kind of dive into you know everything else that you do on the field. You know, you're not 2018 Outland Trophy watch guy. You're 2018 preseason All Big Twelve. 2017 all-american but i want to give very you the accomplished very accomplished fellow but i wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of let it, let the people know a little bit more about your rise up foundation we've been working on that together tell tell us a little bit about what you're doing in the community um, we want to give you the opportunity to 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 tell people what's going on what are you trying to <laughs> accomplish kind of take that and run with it if you don't mind
3: yeah man i appreciate that you know um, i going into my fifth season here at Kansas State. Last year, I had kind of a big decision ahead of me. A lot of people were kind of telling me that I maybe should leave for the NFL. Um, you know, I'm a big man of my faith. So I sat down and prayed last season for probably the last two months of the season, trying to decide what was best for me. And, um, you know, God spoke to my heart as well as my parents. So, you know, I've always been a caring guy. I've always loved to give back. And I uh, put a lot of work in at Kansas State. And I really wanted to leave my mark, uh, leave my name in stone. You know, uh, no, not just leave it on, uh, you know, paper, you know, anything like that. I wanted to leave my name in stone here at kansas state and uh you really thought about it and something just hit me man that i just needed to come back for my fifth year and truly leave a legacy and impact as many people as i can you know it finally hit me you know the the impact that i'm able to have with the platform that god gave me with football you know i always tell people i didn't i didn't work hard to be six foot five um god blessed me with that right there's a lot of kids in the world that would do anything to be six foot five 300 pounds so that they could just work their work their butt off and play division one football and go play in the nfl but they weren't blessed with that i believe i was blessed with my height my size um, and my character to be able to spread God's word and be able to impact as many people as I can in my life. So, um, like I said, back to this fifth season with the intentionality of doing that. And one of the big things I wanted to do is that everyone around town would always tell me how much they enjoyed whenever I would talk at pep rallies and talk at uh, catbacker events, which are events to give back to our fans and, and, and so on. Uh, back home in Wiggins, Colorado, my hometown, people would always tell me how much they loved hearing me speak. So I decided to, to start up a foundation And at first, fellas, I'm going to be honest, it was at first just going to be a video series that connected me to my community in Wiggins and my community in Manhattan and was a a way for me to connect and and give my feedback and be able to share stories and, and impact people through my stories and try to help people out. Right. That's how it started. But then the initial, you know, feedback that I got was so positive. So many people liked it and wanted to continue to hear it and they were interested in, in what the video series was going to be. So I was like, man, i gotta, I got to create this into something. I've got to create this into, into a foundation. You know, I've always had big aspirations of being able to play in the NFL and, and you know, hopefully make the money that is available at that level and use that to give back and be able to impact people. What I mean by that is I decided to start the Rise Up Foundation, which is a foundation that truly the, the overall goal of the Rise Up Foundation is all about having a positive impact on every single person. I mean, and encouraging others to do the same. You know, we're in a world nowadays where, um, you know, sometimes doing the right thing isn't the popular thing anymore. That's the un- the uncommon thing nowadays is, is, to, is to be a good person and do the right thing. And I think there's a lot of great people in this world, but I also think there's a lot of evil and there's a lot of sin in this world. And there's a lot of people in need of someone to guide them in their lives. So, you know, right now the Rise Up Foundation is extremely small consists of, of, of me updating people with the community service that I do and, and kind of making videos here and there to kind of update people on where I'm at in life and to motivate people um, and it's kind of small there but what I'm hoping the Rise Up Foundation gets to, to be someday is a foundation that people donate to and I can travel around the country putting on camps. Uh, one camp might be for, for kids that get bullied. One camp might just be an open camp where I do football drills the whole day and impact people through my football skills and then later that night we have a big dinner and i give a motivational speech and i talk about you know kids that get bullied or i talk about coming from a small town and continuing to work hard or i talk about you know marriage and and how you should be like in a marriage or i even talk about kids that have cancer or kids that have special needs i don't the rise up foundation isn't going to be centered on one point or another i just i just want to be able to impact people in as many ways as i can you know i found that this last year I'm the most happy whenever I'm making someone else smile. So, uh, <laughs> I, guys, I could go on for an hour probably about it, and I'm going to be honest, I am uh, somewhat unorganized when it comes to things like that because I get so excited, <laughs> and it's just like this freaking branch that's just going off everywhere in every direction. So, hopefully, once I get things figured out here in the next year as uh, to where I'm living and where I'm going with my career, I can sit down and really narrow down the Rise Up Foundation and see where it's headed.
1: Don, oh, man, I mean, wow. You, you might be the... <laughs> You might be the best person I've ever spoken to. Um, actually, it's funny. It's funny because um, you know, recently over the summer, I actually, you know, I, I believe I had some of the same views as you do, and uh, as far as kind actions. And over the summer, I, I started a campaign over um, over social media called the Spread Kindness Challenge, basically where um, I, I'm challenging people to do the small things that we that we tend to forget about, yep. you know, as far yep. as holding the door open or paying it forward, stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I'd love to get you on that challenge, just from who you are, but. Um, I would and, love that, and we could awesome, team up bro. with that cuz that'd be that'd be awesome. You know, this is a dude that's spreading kindness everywhere. Um and I respect that more than more than anybody, but um you know just I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love everything that you that you're doing. Um and obviously you're incredible talent on the field. Um your physical presence. But um just my and and actually you were just named on the AFCA uh, good works team, so congrats to you with that. Um nice. but you do you do so much off the field. What is your what is your main? I know you said you prayed and um, you felt like you had to come back. You had to do something right. But what would you say is your your main motivation behind this whole thing? Like if you could pick one thing. Um, behind uh, the Rise Up Foundation. Yeah. From- Just everything, man. Everything could be the Rise Up, whatever. What 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 do you feel motivated you the most? You know, uh, you know, kind of
3: wrapping everything up. Like I said, I feel like my calling in life is to use the platform that God gave me with football to impact as many people as I can, and that, that doesn't mean just kids that come from small towns or or just kids that are battling cancer or just kids that have special needs that get bullied or don't feel welcome in this world or, or just, you know, even people that feel down. You know, I've had I've had 50, 60-year-old people, you know, that, that have happy by 40 years reach out to me and talk to me about their marriage and talk to me about their kids, or I've had teachers that taught me in high school, you know, call me and ask me for advice on, on what to do with their students because they look up to me. And all of that, you know, bringing all that in and just looking at all of that, I just realized that, that God has blessed me with an amazing opportunity to impact so many people. So my my overarching goal or theme of the whole deal is to just continue impacting people in any ways possible. I'm not going to narrow myself to one route and just stick that route and shut people out. I'm open to anything, man. So I'm going to continue to play football for as long as I can. Um, that's a blessing from God, and that can be taken away. Any day, any day, at any day, it could be taken away. So I'm just going to continue to to follow the the Lord's plan. My favorite verse is Proverbs 16:9. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And uh, I think that that's the that's the truest thing in my life right now is that we can all in this life we can plan our steps as much as we want. But the Lord has our our steps established already. So that takes away all worry in the entire world. Whenever that comes to injury or marriage or bullying or um, being successful or failing, at the end of the day, you know, all we have to do is continue to follow God's plan and and, and do the things necessary that we need to do and realize that that plan is already established. He already knows where we're going to end up. He knows if I'm going to play in the NFL or if I'm going to have an impact or not. And uh, that takes all the worry away from me. So I'm just following his plan. Unbelievable. unbelievable,
0: unbelievable. I gotta unbelievable. ask you, man. That this week you had an opportunity. Um, I saw you ran out with a young boy, a young, uh, young boy named Caden. Um, can you tell us a little bit about his story? Um, what that was like? I'm sure that was just, um, just awesome. Yeah, man. Caden
3: is uh, my little brother, man. So Caden, I met about um, seven to eight months ago. Um, I can't take complete um, ownership of it. You know, here at Kansas State, I had a guy named Ryan Mueller when I was a redshirt. Uh, in my first year and he had a little guy um also by the name of Caden and he had cancer and Ryan Mueller let him score a touchdown in our spring game and I thought that was the coolest thing just to see how Ryan took that kid underneath his wing and I looked I saw the way that that kid looked up to Ryan and I saw that the way the kid how happy he was when he got to be on that football field and there was also another friend named Nick Walsh who did the same thing with a kid named Kate um so Kansas State has had a history of kids um doing this so i wanted to follow in the footsteps i got connected with the same people and uh, said you know who who can i impact it doesn't have to be a kid with cancer i just want to be able to impact a kid who who needs someone in their life and um Actually, Caden's based out of Topeka, which is an hour and 20 minutes away. And uh, um, I said, hey, no problem, man, that's fine with me. So ever since about seven months ago, I drive up to Topeka probably once a week. Some I might skip a week here and there because of football, but pretty much every week I'll drive up to Topeka and hang out with Caden. Uh, his name's Caden Hampton, he has a sister named Ella, a younger brother named Tobias, and his mom and dad are Stephanie and Will, and uh, an amazing family who just love each other so much. Um, Caden uh, was diagnosed at age two, with AOL, leukemia cancer, um, by age four, um, and things were going well, um, wasn't in remission yet, but, uh, woke up one morning and couldn't move, uh, got, like, clinically, um, uh, diagnosed with being, by being paralyzed at age four, uh, was paralyzed for many months, continued to, um, work on things, regained all the strength, regained, most all of his muscles and his nerves. Um he, he had to jog out on the field. His right leg has a pretty bad limp in it. And um uh, by age six, uh Caden just turned seven the day before the game last weekend. And I went to Caden's last treatment uh back in uh mm. early August, late July and um, I was expecting to witness one of Caden's treatments. I wanted to see what the treatment was like, right? It's called the spinal tap. Um, I had known that Caden was getting better, but they had thought that it was gonna be several more months before they had fully put Caden on remission. Uh, We went to the treatment room. They said it was gonna be about an hour or two wait before he got the spinal tap, and we were just waiting in there, hanging out. Before I know it, all these nurses and doctors walking with balloons, and uh, his parents started crying, and they notified us that uh, Kaden didn't even need the treatment that day. He was officially cancer-free, wow, which uh, wow. I can't get too excited about. I mean, it's so awesome, man, and it's such a blessing, but um, with AL leukemia, you know, you have to be in remission for three years to fully, you know, have the doctor say, you know, you you right. are rid you are written of cancer. You will not have cancer again. So it's a huge uh, a huge blessing for Caden. I'm so proud of him. And I wanted to I wanted to somehow you know let him know how proud of him I was because he's uh, five times the warrior that I am. You know, I think that I've been through I think that I've been through something hard in my life, and I think that I know what hard work is. But truly, a kid that that had cancer at age two that did nothing to deserve that, and then became paralyzed at age four, and now has a pretty bad limp in his leg, has never been able to play sports has never really been able to play with his friends like he's wanted to and he's only seven years old and That's the one I look up to. Everyone thinks Caden looks up to me. I look up to Caden for the way he carries himself and the way he smiles. For the for the stick that he's got handed in life, and Caden doesn't even look at it as a short stick. You know, um, I'm a Division One football player, and sometimes I feel sorry for myself for having to go to a long practice or having to go to school. And and are you kidding me? Like I don't I don't even want to get into it because it just makes me so mad. Like there's so many kids out there that. That go through so much more than us, whether it be cancer or getting bullied or, or whatever it is, man. So that's my story with Caden. I love that kid to death. I look up to him uh, more than he looks up to me, and uh, he's going to be my be my little brother for life. That's for sure.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, as we come to a close, just, just a couple just more, few questions. more quick questions. Real quick. If you were to uh, – just a one line, one thing that you could tell the world uh, to make it a better place, um, I guess you could call it your slogan, um, your your phrase. If you had one thing that you could say to the world to make it better, what uh, what would be your, your one line?
3: Well, shoot, man. My, my my line is rise up. And what I mean by rise up is rise up above the norms in life, uh, people that don't hold doors. Like you were saying earlier, Willie, that's, that's exactly what I live by, man. I'm the type of guy that I walk into a room and I see the person that's in the corner that's shy and I go to them immediately. And that's the first person I wanna go talk to is the person that feels, feels left out or feels like they're not a part of it. Or the first person that feels like they're uncomfortable. Whatever it is, holding doors, smiling. You see someone on campus that you have no idea who they are and they're walking and they look miserable or they're crying, I'm the first one that's gonna stop and say something to them. Is that the norm? No. And the 95% of people walk by because they don't know that person. That person has no effect on their life. But my whole deal is, is, is rise up above all that rise up above everything, all the sin and evil in this world and all the, the judgment and all the jealousy and all the egos and, and everything rise up above all that and, and be different. it's not bad to be different. And it, the being different nowadays is doing the right thing and being a caring and loving person. And that's, that's what this world needs more of, and there's plenty of people out there um, that are like that, but my slogan would
1: definitely just be rise up. Man. I don't know. I can't tell if you got me ready to run through a brick wall of kindness or if you're just like <laughs> the nicest person I've ever spoken to. <laughs> I can't really decide. I don't know where to like, melt down and cry like a little boy or, or what, but, but uh, man, I, I got, I'm got i going to predict something for you right now when, um, when you end up going to the NFL. I'm going to predict the future. I think you will end up being – um, or I could see you being the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, I could see you. I, I could see you receiving an award, of that honor, because mm-hmm. like it's just, everything you're doing is incredible. Um, we appreciate you coming on as we come no to doubt. an end here, and uh, everything. I, really, I mean, for the people that listen to this, I'm sure their lives will be changed from it.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Well, thank you, fellas. I appreciate it a lot, man. It was my pleasure. Dalton, I told everybody you were an All-American player and an All-American guy, and you definitely live up to that expectation. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for doing what you 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 do on the website and, uh, you know, anything you ever need. And also, is there any way that we could help uh, this young young man, Caden? Does he have a foundation or anything? Um, Is there any way that we could uh, do anything like that?
3: So, you know, Caden on Facebook, he has a page called Caden's Kisses. Um, That's a page that people can go to. You know, his family, obviously... uh Uh, had, you know, was able to have insurance to help out with the cancer treatments, but they've also had to, you know, deal with a lot of other things in their life, you know, with all the treatments with Caden, having to go to the hospital and and checkups and everything, and, you know, they definitely are not in a position that, uh, you know, in a a position where they just have money to throw around. So, you know, Caden's Kisses is a page on Facebook that I know that they told me that a lot of people donate to uh, from time to time, and like I said, Caden's officially in remission now, and we're just hoping that the next three years go smooth, but um, if you want to know anything else about Caden, you can find out a ton of it on Caden's Kisses. You can find out who his parents are. And uh, on the Rise Up Foundation page on Facebook as well, uh, you can see pictures of Caden and kind of see uh, updates with how things are going there as well. Well,
1: look, man, Caden's Kisses will definitely be getting a donation from us here at Hung Up. <laughs> well, Definitely. Thank you,
3: appreciate
0: that. Dalton, thank you so much, man. It's been a blast. Uh, sorry we kept you so long. I know you got a big game to practice for down in uh, Morgantown. Um, good luck next week. Good luck the rest of the way. And, we'll uh, be
1: watching you, of course. No doubt. Hopefully we, lo- we can get you on again. No doubt.
0: No doubt. Hey, I'd love to be back on, man. You guys just
1: let me know, and I'd love to get back on here. Dalton, thank you, man. We appreciate everything you're doing, and uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. Take care, boss. Yep. yep y'all have a
2: nice night. <clears throat>
1: All right, that was our interview with Dalton Reisner.
2: Told you, all-American guy. Great dude, I told you. Great
1: dude. What a great interview. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Wrapping up the show, we're going to
0: do our favorite and least favorite commentators. This is my thing, man. I was just watching the ESPN. This this is what I wanted to throw it in. I was watching the ESPN thing, and you know your commentary is bad when you're doing the Thanos thing. and That's like the highlight of the game. (laughs) I mean, the ESPN commentators are just horrible. My least favorite one is the clown, I think his name's Gus Johnson, who does the Pac-12 games. I can't believe you don't like Gus Johnson. Dude, he's terrible. (laughs) Down this timeline! (laughs) Oh my God! And then this week, for the Texas game, they showed uh, Matthew McConaughey, and Texas had a big, like a huge play, and then he just had like the wackest, like, it was almost (laughs) like a South Park. He was like, Texas takes the lead, and Matthew McConaughey is saying, all right, all right, all right. I was just like, yo, let me mute my TV right now. Like, get off of my television. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was I, I just I, I don't like him. I'm not a fan.
1: Well, mine, I'm going to take heat for this. I know I am. Dude, am I going to flame you for this? No, no, no. It's just today's age. Today's day and age. I'm going to okay. take some heat. If anybody watched the Jets' uh, opening game Ooh, this season. I, I'm with you on this, <laughs> dude. We're
0: both going to take heat.
1: It was their first NFL game. Beth Moens, and Brian Greasy. I'm sorry, but that was the worst commentating game I have ever watched in my life. That was awful. Can I just I'll it save was, you real quick. No, no, I'll save like, you real
0: quick. It doesn't have to do with girls cuz Doris Burke's awesome. She is awesome. But her voice is so boring <laughs> and she does like it's just it's just bad, Beth Bowen's just really bad.
1: Good. I'm sorry, she's bad and it's so is not, Brian Greasy. The whole combo was <laughs> It was the
0: worst. What's up with these like national big time games getting horrible commentators? I don't know. Commentators can we put have those a huge on like the, on the them. Can we put those on like the on like the South Fresno State like game and like get some good <laughs> good guys? Like what is wrong? I know my favorite, No, but she was really bad, dude. She, like, oh, terrible, dude! <laughs> she it's, was so bad. terrible. My best in the biz here. I love Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson on the S. Yeah, SCC we're on, on the CBS. same boat. Here. I love them. I think they're fantastic. I loved like, I, I loved Vern Lundquist back when he was doing it. And yeah, I'm with you on on Kirk Herbstreit. Kirk curb Street and um Fowler and uh Fowler. So they're all awesome. Fowler. I, um,
1: dude, I also like unpopular opinion. I like Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth could be a little much. just makes me he, laugh. I know. He could be a little much, but they're funny at times, and I like them. And Al Michaels is just classic.
0: And so last, there you go. I like Mike Tarico too. He's doing Notre yeah, Dame games not now. I like he's Mike, right Mike Tirico, so. Um Winners, losers. Winners and losers. Um, my winner is Dino Babers. That's a huge win for Syracuse over Florida State. And I, you know what? You can chop it up to Florida State being bad, but I'm still going to give Dino <coughs> Babers some credit. That's a big win for them. Um, so... He's my winner. Um loser? I don't have a loser. I guess me cuz of my gambling was so bad this week. Yeah, I think I lost. A loser. I was going to do I, lost, you. Like, I was Okay, do fine. You. Go on with it.
1: But um I didn't. I chose not to. My winners are uh, I have two. Blake Bortles for having the game of his life and the Patriots. But the Patriots are a future winner. Okay. Because of what they have future coming cast. With. Ooh, yeah, with Josh Gordon, Edelman, okay. um and, and then my loser, play? I don't know if my loser, it, it, see, it, I list as Clay Matthews, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's the NFL organization just for the call on Clay Matthews on that penalty because that, if that's a penalty, then football's not a sport anymore. No, for sure. So there
0: you go. Last thing I got real quickly, I just want to do some quick shout-outs. Um... Shout out to Mike Ryan, a fan of the pod. He got a hip replacement. I uh, hope that your continued recovery is going well. Great dude. Really, uh, really glad that he's on the pod. Shout out to Teddy O'Keefe. Shout out to the Northern Highlands football team. And last, oh, yeah, but huge not- shout
1: out to Northern Highlands football yes, team. Yes, Huge, no huge shout out.
0: Last shout out for the day. Um, I want to shout out the Lehigh University Touchdown Pledge Drive of twenty eighteen. We're partnering ourselves with them. It's a student athlete led Lehigh chapter of uplifting of uplifting athletes. We are using the platform college football to shine a light on rare disease in our community. Um, we have tweeted out the link there, so you can support that. It's a great, great organization. Take a look at it. Um, throw a few bucks that way if you can. It's going to a great cause. So absolutely, um, definitely check that out if you get a chance.
1: Absolutely, but that wraps us up for uh, for the show. Tune in next week. At uh, follow, like, subscribe, whatever you gotta do on mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook at Hung Up Podcast. And also Apple Podcasts as well, obviously. It's been a good one. Tune in next week. Dalton, uh, Dalton, thank you again for coming on the show, man. You're awesome. We appreciate it.